Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Genesis. We are ready to read Genesis chapter 39. Now, last time we read Genesis chapter 38, and that was about Judah and Tamar. And in the end, Tamar had two sons, twins. Let's see if I can read this here. Um... I'll read the last couple of verses here. Now, when the time came for her to give birth, there were twins in her womb. And when she was in labor, one baby put out his hand, and the midwife took his hand and tied a scarlet thread on it, saying, This one was born first. But he pulled back his hand, and his brother was born first. And she said, What a breach you have made for yourself to be the firstborn. So he was named Perez which means breach or break forth. Afterward, his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his hand, was born and named Zara Brightness. So, we are ready, as I said, to read Genesis chapter 39. Now, this is going to be, we're going to return to Joseph, who is in Egypt. Remember, he was sold into slavery in Egypt. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the royal guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he, even though a slave, became a successful and prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to prosper, or succeed, in his hand. So Joseph uh, pleased Potiphar, and found favor in his sight, and he served him as his personal servant. So see, Joseph was promoted up. You know, he was moved forward as he had more success, and, and Potiphar recognized that whatever Joseph was doing was prospering was being uh, successful, was being good. He made Joseph overseer over his house, and he put all that he owned in Joseph's charge. It happened that from the time that he made Joseph overseer in his house and put him in charge over all that he owned, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house because of Joseph. So the Lord's blessing was on everything that Potiphar Potiphar owned, in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left all that he owned in Joseph's charge, and with Joseph there he did not need to pay attention to anything except the food he ate. So here Joseph, though a slave and sold to this guy, or this guy bought him, however you want to look at it, Yeah, he bought him from the Ishmaelites. Um, So anyway, he buys him. Everything Joseph is doing, you know, the Lord is blessing him and he's prospering, even though he's in this bad circumstance. And, you know, this can be, you know, we can look at this when circumstances change. Sometimes things change beyond our control. Circumstances will happen through even no fault of our own, such as Joseph is experiencing here. But still, the Lord is with him. The Lord is blessing him. He is following the Lord. Now, this is a two-way street. We have to stay with God and follow God. But if we will do that, then his blessing will be upon us, and he will 
make the things we do, you know, when we're um, acting correctly, when we're following him and doing as we should do, then we will succeed and prosper. I'm not saying we will never have setbacks or failures because, you know, that happens. But just like he ended up a slave here. But if we will continue to follow the Lord, then, you know, we will we will prosper and succeed in the long run. You know, I'm not not trying to say that everything right now, like it's a magic pill or a magic bullet. That's not that's not what we're talking about. But if we will take responsibility, if we will, you know, just man up. And I, I hate to put it that way because that sounds however, but but that is a, a fact. If we will just say, okay, I'm an adult, I'm this, you know. Joseph was a young man, but he was a man. I forget if he was, what, 17, 18 years old. Um, he was a young man, but he was still a man. And, you know, keep following the Lord and do the things we should do, do the, do the right things as best we can. And the Lord will be with us. And I believe this is, you know, still very, very true today. I believe when we follow God's instructions and his um, His laws, his rules, and we call them laws, I call them laws because I think of them as spiritual laws that God has put in place. It's kind of like reap what you sow. That is a spiritual law that's in place, and it applies to the physical and the spiritual. And if we will remember that and act accordingly, then we will reap the good blessings out of our life rather than, you know, if we're sowing seeds of destruction and bad things, then we will reap those bad things. So anyway, I think of that as a spiritual law, almost as like a law of gravity or, you know, just a law of the universe that that is, that works, that is in effect in the universe because God made it that way. Nonetheless, I have gotten off on a tangent. I apologize. We're looking at Joseph, and I'm just thinking of how that applies to us. You know, no matter how our circumstances change, we can continue to follow God. And when we do, when we remain faithful and follow God, he will still bless us and make sure that we um, prosper and are successful. That doesn't always mean money either, just that we would have a good life and that we would reap those blessings. Now, Joseph was handsome and attractive in form and appearance. Then, after a time, his master's wife looked at Joseph with desire, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, with me in the house, my master does not concern himself with anything. He has put everything that he owns in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do this great evil and sin against God and your husband? And so it was that she spoke to Joseph persistently day after day, but he did not listen to her plea to lie beside her or be with her. So Joseph knew his position. He knew not to get into this kind of trouble. He knew better than to involve himself in this sin, okay? Which is it's wise probably beyond his years. I don't know, you know, if, if everybody would be that way. I don't know if I would have been that way at that age. Would I have been wise enough, you know, to stay out of that trouble? I don't know. Then it happened 
one day that Joseph went into the house to attend his duties, attend to his duties, and none of the men of the household was there in the house. Now, this makes it sound like a trap to me. She called Joseph by his outer robe, saying, Lie with me. But he left his robe in her hand and ran and got outside the house. When she saw that he had left his robe in her hand and had run outside, she called to the men of her household and said to them, Look at this. Your master has brought a Hebrew into the household to mock and insult us. He came to lie, oh, he came to me to lie with me, and I screamed. When he heard me screaming, he left his robe with me and ran outside the house. So she left Joseph's outer robe beside her until his master came home. Then she told her husband the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought among us came to me to mock and insult me. Then, as soon as I raised my voice and screamed, he left his robe with me and ran outside the house. And when Joseph's master heard the words of his wife saying, This is the way your servant treated me, his anger burned. So Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, so he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and extended loving kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden. The warden committed to Joseph's care or management all the prisoners who were in the prison, so that whatever was done there, he was in charge of it. The warden paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's care because the Lord was with him. Whatever Joseph did, the Lord made to prosper. So these are two instances where Joseph is put into horrible circumstances through no fault of his own, and yet the Lord was with him. The Lord took care of him. These And these things, these kinds of things can happen in our lives where circumstances occur, sometimes by other people who are resentful of us, maybe because we are following the Lord and we're not willing to run with them to commit sin or to do something that we consider to be wrong and evil, or we're not accepting of something that we consider wrong and evil, and maybe, you know, they are angered at us, and so they, you know, cast aspersions on us or try to say that we've done something wrong. You know, that's kind of what today's, uh, when they talk about today's cancel culture, that's kind of what that's about. People, you know, putting accusations on others and trying to get others into trouble, much like this woman here. Um, is there really a cancel culture? Mm, there's, there's definitely a lot of people that try to do what this woman did. They try to, when they disagree with someone, they get angry and they try to get them in trouble or get them fired. Um, I don't know if I would call that cancel culture so much as that's just uh, poor morals and uh, poor character that you can't, you know, talk to someone that disagrees with you without, you know, turning to hate. You know, you're you're so weak in your own beliefs and thoughts that that you must be angry and hateful towards someone who doesn't agree with you. You know what I mean? That's that's someone who's really weak in their in their moral convictions and in their thoughts. That's why they turn to anger and they turn to slander. Um, in this case, though, I don't want to get off topic. This case, you know, she had 
<clears throat> she had a goal in mind. She wanted sex with him. And, um, you know, Joseph knew this was a bad idea. And uh, it ended up, he did the right thing, <clears throat> but it ended up, the circumstance again ended up putting him in a bad, a bad place. So he ends up in prison. But here again, he's still following the Lord. He's still trusting God. God takes care of him and makes what he's doing successful and to prosper so that he becomes like basically second command of the prison now. At first, he was in the guard's house, the captain of the guard's house, and he was basically second in the house. And the guy did not have to worry about anything but what he was eating. And now, you know, here the warden, the warden is uh, paying no attention to anything that is in Joseph's care. Because the Lord was with him and blessing him and prospering whatever he did. So, so this is two instances where, and it's it, it can happen in our lives where we have bad circumstances, things that come up that happen to us through no fault of our own. But, you know, we need to stay with God, follow God, follow God's instructions, keep living the correct life, take responsibility for what's our responsibility. Our, you know, for what we are responsible for, you know, own up to those things, keep doing what we should be doing. Um, because think about this, had Joseph in either of these situations, had Joseph not continued to follow God, had he not said, well, I'm going to do the best job I can do. I'm going to do what I can. Had he not taken responsibility and done that, where would he be? Well, he probably would have been beat to death as a slave or sold again to someone worse, or killed, or, I mean, who knows what his end could have been. And then what had what if he had made the wrong decision and chose to sleep with this woman? He wouldn't have ended up in prison. He would have ended up dead. He would have been found out sooner or later, and he would have been dead. That would have been the end of it. So he made the right decisions. He did the right things. He took that responsibility on himself and did what he could. Um, in some circumstances, in a lot of life, what we do is we take what we can be responsible for, and we do these things, and we follow those things, and we act and do correctly. We can't go by what other people are doing. We can't look and say, well, they're doing that. That's that. I should be able to do that. No, no, we can't do that. We have to follow the Lord and... Uh, and take responsibility for our own lives and not, you know, try not to be tempted. Joseph was tempted here and he, he passed through that. You know, we want to try to be that good. You know, again, a, a very good example of someone who, through a lot of circumstances, kept following God, kept doing the right things, kept taking responsibility for his life and doing what he could do. Because had he done a bad job, had he not been working hard and trying to do good things, no, this would not have gone this way. This story would have been very short and he would have been dead. I honestly believe that. So, all right. So enough about me going on. Um, that is Genesis chapter 39. I think Joseph's story is very important. I think it's a huge representation for us. And I think it should have been for the Israelites. Um, I can't speak for them. For us, definitely, it should be a great example of how even through bad circumstances and even when it's not our fault, we need to make sure that we're following God and doing the best 
we can in our life to make things, you know, good. Okay, and you also see in 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 chapters coming up that that Joseph even uh, helps others, and I'm, I'm I'm imagining that he's helping others even while he's doing this, but um, there's no mentions of it. But I think while he's working and doing things and following God, he is also you know doing well by others, you know, to stand in God's moral good standing as much as he can. So, all right, <clears throat> thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. May God bless you and keep you safe always. And remember, God loves you.